Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellavance, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In. It is April 15th, 2021, and tax day. Happy tax day, everybody. At least for those of us in the United States that are on the regular tax calendar. If you haven't filed your personal taxes, well, you better get ready to file for that extension because they were due today. Now, I was alerted that I don't actually have to make my payment until May 17th. That is right. I do owe the federal government and my state government a, a tidy sum of money, but that's not a bad thing because I actually had a pretty good year from a net in the cloud revenue standpoint. So I ended up owing a little bit, bit of money at the end. But the interesting thing about taxes, and I think something that folks don't necessarily realize, is that the money that you get back if you get a tax return, that's money that the government kind of borrowed from you. Because if you are getting a return, that means you're overpaying the amount that you owe the government in taxes over the course of the year. And so they're refunding you a portion of the money that you overpaid by. And you could have had that money the whole time if you lowered how much is being withheld in your paycheck or how much you're paying in quarterly payments. Now, most people are, you know, full-time employed and their taxes are paid through their employer. So the only control they really have is through the withholding items. And you can withhold kind of as much as you want as long as you pay your proper taxes at the end of the year and you don't, don't go below a certain level. So that, like, I'm not a tax lawyer. This is not tax advice, but I'm just saying if you're getting a big tax return at the end of every year, you should really investigate that because your actual tax return should be very small because you should be withhold, withholding the correct amount of money throughout the year. So that's my little tax advice for you. Oh, let's check in. How you doing? How you feeling about taxes? Is, are, is, it, is it a good year? Did you pay the proper amount? Are you getting a big lump sum back, which seems exciting, even though it's like the government was holding your money and earning interest on it for, you know, nine months or 10 months of the year? That's that's kind of how I feel about the whole situation. But hopefully you did okay. You got your taxes in. You're feeling good. I have to say today I felt very positive. I even had one or two people make a comment on how positive I seem today, that I seem to be in a good mental place. And that has a lot to do with the fact that I have reduced the number of projects I'm working on, or at least I will be reducing. I have terminated the flow of projects from different sources, and I'm going to wrap up the, my existing projects. But to a certain degree, I can see the light at the end. And now I am able to fully focus on the projects I'm most excited about. Things like doing the daily check-in, doing the YouTube channel, doing the Pluralsight courses, and also creating educational technical content on a private basis. So I'm pumped about that. I'm excited to do that. Uh, not really necessarily related, but as a point of celebration, something else that I'm excited about is I was officially renewed as a HashiCorp ambassador for another year. So I want to, you know, say thank you to the awesome crew that is out at HashiCorp, the community uh, team that they have there. Uh, Katie Reese is a huge part of that. So shout out to Katie for being an awesome human being. Alexandra is another person who's, you know, heading up that, that effort and she's awesome as well. And I got to say, uh, in terms of companies that I've interacted with, Every person that I've interacted with at HashiCorp has been just stellar. 
And I don't know if it's their hiring process or whatever, but just like the people that they find, or at least the ones that I end up interacting with, have across the board just been top notch. So kudos to you, HashiCorp, for finding some awesome people and retaining them, because I know that can be difficult, you know, especially for highly skilled people. So that's that's exciting. I'm excited about that. And I also wanted to talk a little bit about another program that I've been part of for a few years now, and that's the Microsoft MVP program. When I first joined the Microsoft MVP program, uh, it was actually a program manager, or I believe program or product manager, sometimes I get those mixed up, but it was someone in the Azure Stack product group that reached out to me because I had been making some GitHub pull requests against scripts they had for configuring the Azure Stack development kit. And he reached out and said, hey, uh, I'm curious what your use case is, how you're investigating this. And also, uh, you know, once we started talking, he's like, have you considered the MVP program because we'd like some Azure Stack MVPs? I said, no, but I'd be happy to, you know, dig in and do more. And I submitted a bunch of stuff and I got awarded the Microsoft MVP award. And I believe that was 2017 that I got the award initially. And I was I was pretty pumped. I'm not going to lie. I was very excited because I thought I was going to get the insider track on all this amazing stuff that Microsoft was doing that regular people just didn't didn't know about, wouldn't know about. I would get influence on roadmaps and where products were headed. And to a certain degree, that was absolutely true. I did get access to that stuff. And I can't tell you what that stuff is because it was all under strict NDA. In fact, when you sign on to the program, you have to sign an NDA saying that you're not going to divulge the information that's given to you in briefings and product strategy things. That that was part of it. But one of the things I started noticing over the last few years is Microsoft has more and more produced its product roadmap in the open. It, it used to feel very closed off. You didn't necessarily know what was coming in the next release. They would telegraph some things, but there were a lot of you know big reveals and surprises. And it seems like over time, the number of big reveals and surprises has lessened. And that's not a bad thing. Like, I'm not unhappy about that in any way. And I don't want you to take it that way. I think a big driver for that is just the constant churn of cloud. Whereas before, you would have this product cycle. Think about Windows Server, for instance. You had Windows Server 2000. And then it was three years before they put out another version of Windows Server. And so that was a big announcement. And a lot of the features were kept under the hood until they could make this big push. And then it was five years for the next version of Server, which was 2008. There was a 2003 R2, which was kind of the interim, but five years. So lots of pent up stuff there. And it was one big, blah, here's all the cool stuff in Windows Server 2008. And then, you know, it was 2012 and then 2016, and then uh, 2019. So I, I guess what I'm saying is there's, you know, these big gaps in terms of that product cycle. So each product, it has to be big and bombastic when they announce it. But if you think about the, the way that Azure works, it's actually the opposite. It's very iterative. It's products being announced and then features being added on a regular basis. And basically every week there's a new service or feature that's added to Microsoft Azure. And that's true of all the cloud providers. So while they still have conferences and make these big announcements, as it were, 
the roadmap is pretty clear. You can see what's in public preview. You can see what's in private preview. You can get on the private preview to try it out yourself. You see when things go GA. You have a really good idea of where products are and where they're headed, whether or not you're part of the MVP program, which then sort of begs the question, what's the benefit of the MVP program? And I think the biggest benefit for me and probably for others in the community is twofold. One, having the Microsoft MVP award is a way to telegraph your credentials when you're trying to get a job or attract new clients, or you know if you're trying to get a speaking slot on a conference, that's a credential that says that you are a community person and that you have worked and shown that you provide value and Microsoft has acknowledged that value with the award. So it's a way of telegraphing that. And the other part is having the award opens up a whole community of other Microsoft MVPs and former MVPs that are very willing to help each other out and looking to continue to build on that community. Once you have access to that, I got to say, if I think about the various people that I've met through the program, I've written a book with two of them. I have uh, been on multiple podcasts with different MVPs, and that I think that's part of why. And I've had tons of MVPs on my various podcasts over time, because anytime I needed someone on a particular topic... It was easy to find someone if it was Microsoft related because, oh, look, there's an MVP. And just when I think about that and I think about uh, how much the program has meant to me, I'm really excited to be a part of it and continue to be a part of it. And I can see the HashiCorp Ambassador program kind of doing the same thing. I don't get deep access to the roadmaps and everything that's going on with HashiCorp because a lot of it is produced out in the open. Like their roadmap is pretty public. What I get access to is the awesome people at HashiCorp and the awesome people that are part of the Ambassador program. Right now, I think the Ambassador submissions are closed for this year, but if you're interested in HashiCorp stuff, I'd highly recommend pursuing the Ambassador uh, award. And if you're at all interested in Microsoft-related technologies, the MVP is a rolling award. So if you are interested and you think you have the level of contributions and community you know, wherewithal that you would want to be considered for that award, reach out and let me know. Because I think right now you have to be, uh, you have to be submitted by a current MVP or someone from Microsoft. It used to be able to nominate yourself. I don't think you can do that anymore. So if you think you're in that position, reach out and let me know. And I would be more than happy to review your current status. And if I think you're a good fit, then nominate you for the award. So that is all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. It's It's been a fantastic uh, half of April. Uh, I can see that the listens are up and it seems to be engaging with people. So I appreciate anyone who has shared and subscribed to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're talking. Let's keep that conversation going. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe out there. Bye for now.